saw an interesting story the other day about a mystery dog illness in some parts of Canada. Should owners really be worried about this? Well, I thought that was a pretty good question posed by the article. Dana Goldsmith is a veterinarian, uh, a pathologist, assistant professor, the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Calgary. She joins us on the program today. Hey, Dana, how are you? Hi, Bern. I'm good. How about yourself? Great, thank you. Did you read this article? Were you involved in this article? Because I, I've got a dog. I was worried, but uh, it's an interesting story. But can you tell us a little bit more about maybe what you've uncovered? Yeah, so I don't know that much more than what's kind of in the public sphere right now about this new disease that's cropping up mostly on the eastern side of the U.S. and the New England area. Um, it's been recognized, I think, since 2022 in the summer that there's kind of this new respiratory syndrome of dogs that are showing um, diseases related to problems with their upper airway um, that aren't responding to normal treatments and don't test positive for kind of any of the common diseases that we expect to in dogs with kennel cough-like symptoms. Yeah, I was going to mention kennel cough. That's one that people just, uh, some people that I know, I can't uh, generalize, I was about to do that, but kennel cough, some people think they'll just kind of get over it, but it's something that's got to be looked after, correct? So kennel cough is, again, a disease syndrome. So there's several different potential pathogens, including bacteria and viruses, that can cause the symptoms of kennel cough. So not every case of kennel cough is the same. Some of them are going to be really mild, like a mild version of a cold, and will go away on their own. And then some dogs are unlucky and can get a lot sicker with kennel cough and end up developing a pneumonia. And in that case, they definitely need to go and see their veterinarian for care. Hey, Dana, so if, if this is in the New England area, is there the potential this could cross the border, at least uh, in the Maritimes or maybe Quebec, Ontario. Is there any potential for that or are we on high alert? There's always the potential for disease transmission. This is still a very new syndrome. And from the reading that I've done, um, the mortality rate with it is very low. So there's a number of dogs getting sick, but very, very few, if any, dogs actually dying from this condition. And so um, the bodies have not been sent and looked at by a pathologist like me. So we still don't know a ton about what's causing this disease. The most recent research suggests that it may be um, a kind of unique group of bacteria similar to a group that we call mycoplasma. Mm-hmm. Um, and because our dogs and people travel around so much these days, there's always the potential for disease transmission. But um, currently, this isn't acting like an outbreak scenario like we saw with COVID or with avian influenza in the last couple of years. Um, so I, would, I wouldn't be too worried about it right now, but it's something that we as veterinarians have on our radar. Now, in Canada, are we protected at all by maybe the climate? I, I know that there are different issues when you cross over the mountains into British Columbia from Alberta, but I, I'm guessing there are some natural borders that might keep this down. Am I, am I out to lunch on that one or no? You're definitely not out to lunch. It really just depends on the disease and the things like the mountain barrier, which is a, a real thing, yep. especially in the realm of wildlife disease, can be a great way of keeping diseases in or out of a location. Um, but when it comes to our pets, it's a little bit different because, of course, they, like us, can fly around. So I don't know that um, it kind of depends how the disease transmission is happening. So if, if transmission was involving something like, you know, a mosquito or a wild animal, yeah. um, then those geographical barriers 
carriers would probably play a greater role. In this case, it seems likely to be a disease that's transmitted from dog to dog. Um, so I think our geographical distance from where these cases are happening definitely helps to keep us safe. But um, things like the mountains are probably not going to play a role in this type of disease. I, I have to ask, are we overreacting a little bit? Because I know that uh, everybody's being consumed by COVID and any other infectious diseases. So I'm wondering if that's why we went, hey, look at this one. Uh, but, uh, you know, we once you become susceptible to noticing this kind of stuff, maybe we wouldn't have noticed this one if uh, if we weren't on the watch for everything else. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you, Brent. I think thanks to COVID, people are a lot more aware of infectious disease in general and how it works. Everybody knows about terms like outbreak. Um, that's been a part of my life for a while now and our lives as veterinarians. It's it's not really new for us, but it's new for members of the public. So I agree with you. I think people are more aware and they pay more attention these days to when new diseases are cropping up because they know that there is potential for things to explode like they did with COVID. But it's not that unusual in the veterinary world to come across new diseases. So things like viruses and bacteria are mutating all the time and evolving just like people and animals are. And so new things will come up. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into play when it um, when it comes to deciding whether or not they're going to be a real problem or go away on their own. I, I don't like to overreact to this kind of stuff, but, but I think that I'm pretty aware of pet illnesses and keeping my pet safe. And I think that's all part of being a good pet parent, but some people seem to forget that. It's got to be frustrating for you. I mean, I think so. Like, everybody has kind of a different level of awareness, and, and being aware of kind of things that are going on in the wide world is going to depend how much kind of social media you consume and how much you pay attention to that stuff. I think to be a responsible dog owner, you can just take the regular precautions that um, we all have been taking for a long time. So, things like getting your dogs up to date on their vaccines, making sure that they do go for a regular, preferably annual checkup for their overall health. And then if they do start showing symptoms of getting sick, making sure you get them to um, a veterinary clinic as soon as possible to get them checked out. Well, I know some people that can't even get themselves into their doctor to get them checked out, but somehow they'll they'll uh, make sure their dog or even their cat gets looked after, which is, is great stuff. The biggest thing, though, is don't panic, right? No, definitely don't panic right now. There's no evidence that um, this is going to be a major outbreak scenario, which is something that we're paying attention to. And it's interesting and still very early in um, kind of us understanding what's going on. And like I said, right now, the the number of animals that are getting really, really sick with this condition is quite low. And to my knowledge, there haven't been a lot of animals dying from this condition. So although it's new and interesting, it's not something to be overly worried about right now. Uh, my dog, big dog, a golden retriever, Jax, when he coughs, I get a little jumpy. Uh, should people get a little jumpy if they hear their dog cough? <laughs> Not if it's just a regular cough, okay. just like people. So they can cough, they can have allergies, they can, given that they're dogs, and they like to get their noses in strange people, in strange places, they can end up yes. sneezing, get things stuck up their nose, etc. So there's lots of reason for them to be coughing. Um, if they're coughing for a prolonged period, or especially if they seem like they're having difficulty breathing, that's a little bit more of a serious scenario. Um, if they stop eating or drinking or behaving normally, then they probably are sick and worth taking them in to get them checked out. Gotcha. Hey, thanks for your time today. Thanks for bringing us up to speed on this. Uh, I, I, like I said, I saw the story. I'm a dog owner. I know there's lots of listeners out there that are. So just wanted to find somebody who could bring us up to speed. And thanks for your time today. Yeah, happy to chat. Nice to meet you, Bren. Thank you. Bye. There we go. Dana Goldsmith, veterinary pathologist and assistant professor, faculty of veterinary medicine at the University of Calgary.